So wait, let me see if this works. Kind of. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a delay. That's okay. Wait, let me let me adjust these a little bit here. Let me just see if I can. I got I got a I got a little soundboard app here. That's awesome. Let's try this one again. Kind of. <laughs> there are 19 E's. <laughs> hmm. Well, hey. Hey, buddy. What's going on, Corey? Oh, dude, nothing. I just... We're... I want to I want to do a podcast where I just talk with my best friend for like half an hour. That would be so great. I've always I'm telling you, and I, I even said this like weeks ago. We could do what any of these chuds on these different <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> we could do it so we could do it so much better because we know how to talk. We, we sometimes we know how to talk. Uh, there are, sometimes there are times where we have said things and they do not make sense at all. Uh, That's very true. June 8th, 9th, live from Philly. <laughs> That's one of the things I want to talk about. Uh, oh, good. Hey, you know we're doing a game show marathon? Wait, is this how you're going to fire me? <laughs> uh, Chris, we need to talk. Uh, <laughs> oh, geez, I set up my blue snowball for nothing. <laughs> oh, you got to upgrade to the Yeti, my friend. I knew, I know, man. Well, I, I'll be honest. The podcast that I do is really just me laying on the couch <laughs> in front of my coffee table, which is honestly the most comfortable way to podcast. It's well. Here's the question: Are you wearing pants? Um, I'm wearing shorts. Oh, okay. So they're a type. They're a type of pant. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. That's the sound. That's the sound. <laughs> oh, I got so many little. Have you ever heard a bell that just says, "I don't want to fucking be here"? <laughs> oh my god! Yep, I know how to. Do... This is so much preparation that we've had so far. <laughs> oh man, that should be the new donation sub this year. <laughs> Oh, I think I think someone made a donation. <laughs> there be so many different times throughout the show. Like, wait, 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 did I hear it? No, no, no. There was somebody opening the door. <laughs> oh, okay. It sounded like the bell for a minute. <laughs> oh. We really should have made it longer this year. <laughs> nope. We're 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 trying to be efficient. We need to be. You know, we don't want to interrupt the flow of the gameplay, the high caliber gameplay that we put out every year. So we're just going to shorten the donation sound to just. All right. I'm going to say donation received. You're going to hit the sound. All right. Ready? Okay. Donation received. Jeez. And then on the other hand, I'm pretty sure that if I hit this button, it's going to be obnoxiously long. No, that's actually okay. All right. That was disappointing. You know what's funny? I I remember playing, I think it was past 
the buck last year, a couple years ago, when Kat yeah. did it, and she hit the buzzer like 30 times in a row to the point where one of the people playing just went, please stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, there, there is an art that we have achieved, and that's taking game shows that no one remembers and then making them amazing for half an hour uh, at four in the morning. I, 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 we've really gotten very good at that. I, I, it's our, it's our hallmark, I think, at this point. Just the ability to just, I feel like we've crafted a good selection of people who can just fuck around for a while. I think so. And I, you know what? I, I like that we don't take the game portion of what we do that seriously. We don't have the room to take it that that. seriously. You know, we're a bunch of schmucks. So exactly. Yeah. Most of us are schmucks. Yeah. We, we have no clout. Um, any clout that we've made has severely been forced upon the world. Um, we got lucky a couple times and that's about it. So that is just about it. Speaking of lucky, you know, something I realized as I, as I was thinking about the mirror, we have played the chase, I think maybe five out of the six years, maybe Maybe even six. And I have taken part in every version of the chase in every possible capacity. And I have failed in every <laughs> role I have filled in that game. Whether I was the chaser or a contestant, I think I had to hold the cards once and I tripped and fell on my ass. <laughs> I just any possible, just anything I could have done in the game, I was a miserable failure. I will never win that game ever. It's. It's so difficult to to do anything in that game, you know? Um, as a chaser, it's hard because you have to, um, you know, you have to know everything. You have to always be on. It's your responsibility to keep the budget intact, you know? And the position that you're in as chaser is just, you are the trivia person. You have to be on it. So that, that I don't envy anyone in that position. Um, I mean, hosting it is tricky. You have to really be good at talking, um, of which we've already declared we're not very good at. Right. Um, we should get. We should lock that down and then try to host. Yeah. And how arrogant are we that we can think we can host all these different game shows? What audacity do we have to say, yeah, I could fucking host the chase, no problem? Well, you know... And I'm going to I'm going to leap to our defense. We are pretty good. <laughs> We're not the worst at it. I mean. <laughs> All right. Well, I came with nothing, Corey. Everyone's been great. <laughs> yeah, no, I you mean, I, I, I think as 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 homegrown entertainment as fans that we are. I think we do a pretty decent job of of carrying the game and treating it as like a game. But you know, I I I I have a lot of fun doing it. I have no I have no delusions that I am TV ready. Um, you know, in any capacity. Oh no. Other who, than who is no none. No one that steps foot in the game show marathon uh, pantheon. I would say is ready to host a game show ever, uh, except for Rich Liebig, who should definitely host every game show. One year, 
And I don't even know if we should tell him or not. We should just have him host the whole thing. <laughs> Something about Rich's personality just lends itself to that kind of thing. We're like, it, it's not to make fun of him. Like, yeah. we're not, like, we're clearly not, like, making a fool out of him. But just, I would like to see how he endures an entire 24 hours of doing that. Oh, my. You know, when we were in college, um, we did a 24-hour radio marathon. And I don't remember him being a part of it, but... Because I think it, we did it before he was in the college. But I think he would have been, like, the thing that gets everyone through all 24 hours. I think he would have been the one to, like... He would be on the microphone at any given chance if anyone starts to fall asleep. Um, right. He, He's he all would, reliable. He really is. Uh, Richly yeah. Big. At Richly Big. Uh, he's amazing. He does everything. He is uh, such a unique individual and I'm glad he's one of my best friends. Oh, Rich. And you know what I like? You call him Richie. I do call him Richie. I it's yeah, it's a long, I mean, I've known him since he started at LaSalle. Um, and you know, there was, there's a, at LaSalle university, there's like a tight knit group of, of, um, people who are commuters. So they didn't live on campus. So there was like a commuter lounge. Um, and we would just all hang out there. Uh, so if you if you didn't live on campus, you would go into the basement of the Union. There was a pool table and a bunch of tables, and you just hang out there. And that's where I hung out because I was a commuter my first year, and then I decided I don't really like my house and my 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 dad anymore, so I'm going to leave. Um, so I moved on campus, but um, I stayed, you know at the commuter lounge because that's where all my friends were. And Rich was one of those commuters. And so I'd see him every day and we'd hang out. And then he liked game shows. And I'm like, well, I'm the only one here who likes game shows. You must be cool. Um, and and that and that's how that started. One of the things I've learned in life is that when you find somebody else who likes game shows, do yeah. not let go. No. It, well, um, <clears throat> Just I hang mean, on as tightly as you can. I mean, to a point. Well, unless yeah. they're an insufferable hunk of shit, then yeah. maybe if they're going to tell them you have a dead disappointment or something, <laughs> if they're a good person and also they like game shows, do your best to foster that relationship. You know, whatever good person exactly. means to you. I don't want to tell anyone how to live their life, but you know, don't be a, don't be a piece of shit. Like don't be a piece of shit and like family feud because that makes family feud and liking family feud a little bit worse. And it's already pretty bad if you like family feud because it's, you know, the Steve Harvey penis half hour. So. Do you enjoy Family Feud? Do you enjoy, like, the current version of it? No, I don't. I don't like it. I don't either. It, it's, and the only reason is, like, okay. I, I don't really, I don't really like watching Family Feud at all. I think, like, now that I think about it, I like it as a game. I think it's really fun to play. Um, but even like, I never really liked the Richard Dawson version because it was a little too old fashioned for my tastes. Um, as someone who right, is yeah, a millennial. It's very banjo heavy. Yeah. And then like, I like the Ray Combs version cause I grew up watching the Ray Combs version. I thought Ray Combs was funny and I thought the families were a little looser, but I still could only maybe watch like one a week. Um, and even then the main game's kind of a slog. It's the fast money round that I really enjoy. Um, and then just as as you keep going, you know, like celebrity editions are always interesting. I think probably celebrity editions are the best 
Oh man, this is gonna. Let me get the buzzer up now. Um, I think celebrity editions are probably the best versions of Family Feud that you could put on TV today, because it's watching celebrities answer questions that are posed by the American public. So, you know what though? I would agree with you because I think I think that game is more fascinating that way. And I mean, as it is, it's not really a good barometer of what America thinks about anything anymore. I mean, there are, there are many opinion-based questions or questions that aren't really silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't there are other game shows I would rather watch if given the choice. Like I've even sat <clears throat> and watched um America says for more than one episode at a time. Um mostly because I couldn't find the remote. But outside of that, I also thought like, hey, this is okay. This isn't that bad. I've heard worse. So you know It's not it's inoffensive. And I find that a lot of the new stuff on G on, on Game Show Network, excuse me, on Game Show Network lately falls into that category of inoffensive. It's not monument tv it's not the kind of thing where you have to be there to watch it it's yeah you know you can watch it or it can fade into the background and it's perfectly fine either way um common knowledge i think fits into that category pretty well where like it's fun to watch it's mm-hmm. engaging enough you know yeah. you can play along you can answer a question or two but if you don't want to pay attention to it anymore it'll just go away for you it'll just fade into the background yeah i would agree with that i think um at their upfronts they announce oh we have a new trivia show and it's functioned kind of like the chase, but for some reason it hosts the uh, Sherry Shepard is the host because when you think of, you know, hard hitting trivia, you look for the gravitas that Sherry Shepard brings to all proceedings. Um, right. <laughs> From the encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> she leaps from the pages She's into your home. She's truly uh, this generation's Beekman's world. Um, but yeah, so it, it's it's clear that GSN is what what their strategy is, is they have this very fervent fan base that watches them all the time and leaves feedback. And they're using that feedback to reassure the programming people that they're making the right decisions. And I can't tell if it's brilliant or if it's just going to bring quality down, but from what I can gather, you know, um, best trivia show ever, or whatever the fuck it's called, it's going to be interesting. You know, it's, it's basically like a shitty, the chase, um, from what I gather. And they even have, they, they've, they even have a collection of chasers, if you will. I don't know how to do air quotes in a podcast, but I guess it's something along the lines of that's it. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that, that. But um, who, who who have they gotten for that show? I read Ken Jennings signed on today. Ken Jennings has signed on, and allegedly, this is unconfirmed reports, but two former The Chase contestants are going to be... Um, uh, chaser or fake chasers. So, well, Corey, I got to tell you, I didn't want to spoil the surprise, but no, it's not me. It would never be me. 
<laughs> if there was a sound that summed up my performance on that show, it, you were. Oh well, yeah, here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that that bothering. was your that was your opponents, your your teammates. Quote quote. I was say, that's the sound my suit made. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So like, it was. Like, from a backstage standpoint, you could see that they were trying to tweak the difficulty of the questions while they were, like, making the show on TV. Like, because oh, you, yeah, totally. you, ta- you taped Monday, right? You were the first day of taping. I, I was, yeah, I think I was the, se- well, yes, I was the second session on the first day. Because I had heard that during the first session, how, wh- however many episodes they taped, the teams just kind of broke the bank back to back to back. And I remember hearing that somebody else that was into ho- that was uh, staying in the hotel near me, uh, the producers called him in his room and said, listen, we're out of money. We have to send you home. Did you hear that after you taped? Or before you taped? I heard that it was before I taped. Oh, interesting. Because that yeah. happened on our day when we taped after you. Oh. Because what had happened was on the day I I taped, Raj Diwalia, and I'm sorry if I said your name wrong, Raj. Peace and love, peace and love. Um, but he took 125K from the chase. And then in the afternoon, me... Jonathan and Heather took 180 from the chase. Right. And then from there, they sent home a bunch of people and brought in the LA extras who, you know, did not win anything. Ooh, I had one of them in my dressing room. I was trapped with her for like an hour. Ooh, who? And she was, I don't even remember her name, but she, um, she was, I remember her kind of stretching around the room, just kind of doing cat stretches and climbing mm-hmm. on things in the room. And oh I was my. just sitting there trying to like read a book. Yeah, I was, it um, was very distracting. I had, um, Raj was me and Raj shared, a a room and, um, he was nervous. He was very, very, he was like, he had like a little cup of water and he was shaking. And I was like, dude, I'm not that nervous. Why are you this nervous? And, like, he had done the pilot, if I recall correctly. So he knew what the game was about. Um, but, you know, more power to him because he was cool as a cucumber on the show. You know, right, I'm, yeah, I'm he not, was, definitely. I'm not going to shit on anyone's pregame, you know? No, totally not. I mean, Especially because when it comes to, like you say, the pregame, you never know what people attach to these experiences. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it can be, it can be heavy stuff. It, everything means something to someone in, in whatever different way they want it to be. So oh, totally. Yeah. I, whether they're trying to show up an ex or they're trying to look good for their family or they're trying to prove somebody wrong or they're trying to earn money to, you know, do whatever, you know, get themselves out of whatever terrible situation they're in. I mean, you really never know. Yeah. Truth. So, you know, I'm not, I'm never gonna, unless you're like completely being antagonistic toward other people in the background. Like, you know, do you do you, you know? So who do we know that was antagonistic to people in the background? Like, like, do we know personally? I don't know. Right. Wasn't there somebody that was like, I don't even remember the whole story, but he, he, he was kind of a troll and he kind of made it, made it like to the show. Yeah, there, he was there, like a 
alternate there, or something. There was a young man, and I'm not going to mention his name because uh, he doesn't deserve it. Um, <clears throat> but good because I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I I remember it for a very specific reason. Um, but I'll get to that. So he he was apparently openly plotting how he was going to ignore his teammates and just run train on the show. Um, didn't get picked because he was just an alternate, uh, mostly because he looked like, he looked like someone who was pretending, like, he looked like he was ready for his first communion, but in a suit that made him look like two toddlers standing on top of each other. So there was (laughs) no way he should be put on television. Um... But in any regards, um, he didn't get called on to be the show, but they let him sit in the audience for um, like the last show being taped. And while he was uh, the it was, I think it was a one on one final chase or something along those lines. And the contestant lost and this young man started cheering because he lost. And oh, good Lord, yeah. And I think that's, um, you know, that's, so I would say even more, even more so than my suit. Yeah. Yeah, really. And, um, the reason I remember this gentleman so much is that at the hotel, after we had our big win, we were in the, um, we were in the hotel restaurant, you know, we popped a bottle cause we had won a fuck ton of money. Um, sure. you know, with our, with our fucking per diem, I made sure like, excuse me, excuse me. Um, when do we get our per diem? Cause I'm going to need this <laughs> to pop some bottles. Um, yeah, right. So they gave us a little envelope full of money begrudgingly. Um, like, haven't you had enough from us? $60,100. There you go. One twenty five. Just kidding. Um, and, um, so, you know, we talk about like what we're going to do with the money, like, you know, not the TV answer, but like the real answer. And my real answer was basically the same. Like, I want to buy an engagement ring because I want to, you know, propose to my wife. And um, this young man in the weirdest nerd flex I've ever seen insulted me for having a girlfriend. <laughs> I was I was flabbergasted that someone could mock me for having a meaningful relationship. It was like, you know, I've been in many different circles, but I'm pretty sure in every circle you punch down on the lonely person is is the trivia circles you punch down at the person in a relationship. Is that how this I mean, I guess when you have and and now that you're describing this. Excuse me. Now that you're describing this, I remember exactly the person that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And that makes total sense because I got a sense of his personality from a lot of the stuff that he wrote online. And I heard all the stories and that. Yeah, that makes that that makes total sense. And that is such a nerd flex. It's like I'm going to be subversive. I'm going to make fun of you for the thing that I know I should probably have. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, fuck him. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Have you been uh, have you been watching Jeopardy? I have been watching Jeopardy. Um, Makes one of us. This is this guy is like he, I mean I I've, I've been I've been on and off. I've I've been reading the recaps more than I've been watching the actual Same. show. Yeah. Um, but I'm 
I'm I'm I'm fascinated to see where this guy goes. I mean, he's gonna win a ton of money, and it's just gonna be like I don't know. I don't. I watched I watched a couple episodes of him, and you know, there's. I'm impressed at the things he doesn't know. Like when, when no one gets a question right, I'm very surprised. Um, right. And I just like, I get your strategy, you're gambling, um, because you have that mentality that, you know, it's all, it's all play money. Um, and like we said before, people go on game shows for different reasons, you know? And I feel my empathy for the contestants that have to go up against this person who is gambling, uh, like the difference between the the people going up against this guy and the people going up against Ken Jennings is that Ken Jennings wasn't necessarily a gambler. He was just really smart and really fast. And like Jeopardy is about being smart and fast. Um, and I don't know, I just, my empathy for the contestants who are, you know, losing to this, you know, gambler is just, it overshadows my interest in him winning and winning and winning and winning and winning. Right. It almost takes on this sort of like, uh, I mean, the human aspect of the whole thing becomes more apparent. I mean, it has to have to be intimidating, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's going to take a while for people. I think it's not going to be until next season, if he lasts till the end of the season um, and carries over to next season. I think it's going to take a while for people to try to. I don't think anyone's going to be effective enough unless you have someone who really hops around the board and and attempts to find daily doubles early just to like neutralize him. Um, but I think he's going to lose. He's going to make himself lose rather than someone else winning over him. Um, and then he's going to be on every show for the next two months and it's going to be insufferable. Do you think he'll be around on the other shows? I don't know yeah. that he has the personality that oh, the other... He definitely does not have the personality to be right. to, to carry on like a talk show or anything. But, you know, he's going to have his 15 minutes like... um. Because anyone who, you know, because everyone's saying like, oh, he broke Jeopardy. He, he, you know, he hacked Jeopardy or whatever. Um, and it's just like, well, I, you know, people are going to want to talk to him. And we're just going to have to deal with that as a game show nerds for a while. I guess I, I don't I don't I don't know that I have the attention span for him longer than than he'll be on the show. But I don't know. <clears throat> I guess we'll see. Yeah. I just, I really think like, I don't know. I know, I know like some, he's very divisive. I, I see like half, like everyone is just like, oh my God, he's so amazing. And other people are like, nah, nah. Yeah, I'm kind of an asset of it. He's, he, they, I mean, he's okay. He's, he's, he, he's a good player. Yeah, he's, he's, I, well, I, I can't, I can't that, deny, I, mean, I can't deny he's a good Jeopardy player, but like, Right. I don't, I'm not particularly, he's not someone who I want to know more about. Exactly. Like, he doesn't intrigue me. Like, I wouldn't buy his, like, I, I, I like, I like Ken Jennings, um, because he has shown to be interesting outside of Jeopardy, um, with his other endeavors, specifically his books and such. 
and I'm not just saying that because I'm in one of them. <clears throat> Brainiac now on store shelves. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 I think he's interesting outside of, you know, his quizzing prowess, but this guy, not so much. I think that's now, fair to not say. To, I think so. Not to bring a somber tone to anything we're talking about, we're going to have a new Jeopardy host at some point in our lifetime. Who do you want it to be? Me. I'll tell you mine after you tell me yours. You, me. Yeah, me. Uh, clearly, so, yeah. I have the gravity. No, um, I have a li- I have a short list of people who I would like to see as the host of Jeopardy. Um, okay. Yeah, hit me with a couple of them. Number three, Dan Patrick, because I think he has the appropriate amount of wit and gravitas to pull off the show. And also, you don't have to train him because he already did two seasons of Sports Jeopardy. So he knows how the game works. Okay, now let me ask you something about Dan Patrick, because I think you know sports more than I do, and you probably know, by extension, sports broadcasting more than I do. Is Dan Patrick a famous enough name that he could carry the show without some enormous PR push? I... Hmm. I think maybe five years ago, maybe 10 years ago, um, I would say yes. Um, right now, I think he's still a notable name. I think if you call him the Sports Center guy, people will know, even though he hasn't been on Sports Center in a decade or, or okay. so. But I, you know, he does still have a nationally syndicated radio show. Um, he is still, you know, in in the sports journalism world. I think he is still notable. Um, so, I think ten years ago, it would have been a yes. I think today, you'd have to do probably a small PR push. Right. Okay. Yeah, I figured you probably have a better sense of that than I do because I know that when he did, when when they announced he was hosting Sports Jeopardy, I, I had no idea who he was. But that's yeah. on me because I'm not a sports person, like in right. the least. Yeah, I mean, like to host to host Sports Jeopardy, I think Dan Patrick was probably the biggest name you could get because for a very long time he was the premier. It was him and Keith Olbermann who hosted the um, seven o'clock hour of sports center and um it was about the time when sports center and cable sports in general started to really take off you know before uh, you know in the mid 90s like i don't know if you've ever seen um the the music video for hootie and the blowfish only want to be with you um but i'm sure that i have but i can't yeah. really the, i can i can't picture it the theming of it is that it's on an episode of sports center and they have like all the music and the graphics. It's a real time capsule of 90s ESPN. But one of the things that it starts with is Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann just going through all of their little sports center catchphrases because they were the real catchphrase guys. Um, gotcha. They okay. started all that during the highlights and things. So at their heyday, they were the premier voices in sports and national sports news um so to have him to have dan patrick host sports jeopardy made a lot of sense um sure and i think purely as just like a you know 
there it's going to be a long time between in the world of cancer it's a long time between now and the next time jeopardy picks up for the season cuz the season's done shooting right so i'm just thinking from a budgetary standpoint you're probably going to want someone like dan patrick who knows the workflow already because sports jeopardy is it's all the same people it's all the same things it's the same fucking set they just put right a, like a buffalo wild wings on top of it right and i think he has the voice he has the personality yeah you know he's he's endearing enough that he could be the host of the show and not get in the way of the material because i feel like that that was always the uh, the sort of motto of Alex was that, you know, the stars of the show are the contestants yeah. and the clues. So I think that in that way, he, he, he could probably, he could probably cinch it. Yeah. I honestly, I would give, I would give a second look to anyone who has ever hosted Jeopardy before. Um, because I always feel like they've done a very good job of casting people who are appropriate for both the game and the kind of game that they're hosting. You know, Jeff. Well, Probst. let's take a look at that list. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, we, so we have Jeff Probst. Jeff Probst. Um, you know, Rock and Roll Jeopardy. He he was he kind of had a more of an edge um, to him, but he still kept the game going. I mean, he is an MC. He does. Does he still host Survivor? Oh, he hosts it. He damn near owns the thing. I think. Oh boy, let me see if yeah, I... he's 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 a big he's a top producer of Survivor. I think. So me and just as an aside, me and Liz uh, found that Survivor is on, I think it's on Amazon Prime. So we just started watching it from the beginning because she had never really seen it. And um, we haven't, I think we just watched like the first episode. But uh, one of the things that we thought was hilarious was just the horn. You know what I'm talking about? The little conch shell noise. Because they would play it oh, all that, the time. You're right. That opened. It opened every episode. That's the one. Yeah. And so every. Listen, s- <laughs> that sound brings me back. Do you know how obsessed I was with season one of Survivor? Tell me. God. Tell me, my friend. <laughs> they, they were dark times. What What was it about no. Survivor? Well. I remember the show being described to me before I'd even seen it. Um, a bunch of people on an island, and the last yeah. one to survive gets a million dollars. That was the description that I heard. And it's clearly not that, mm, but that's fair. what I went into it thinking it was going to be. And I, I thought, the, I mean, the personalities were magnetic. I mean, nowadays, every channel has three different reality shows. Every channel has that that font of people they can grab from who have a similar type of personality but you never really yeah that's it man I remember I was on I was on a survivor message board back in the day and somehow it was leaked from CBS that they had these like four photos of the full cast and each photo had every one of them, every one of the faces crossed out. Except I remember for that. I remember, remember that? that. I remember that was a big to do because they leaked the ending. Yes. Yes. And then it turned out that they didn't leak the ending, but then they leaked another ending. And it, yeah. was, just, it was just this massive, like, conspiracy. Wild. 
That's going to be the sound we play on this podcast whenever I need us to get back on topic. There we go. Good. It's like <laughs> we've the shell we've gone down a hole. Of... Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, so you Jeopardy had Dan Patrick yeah. on the list. Right. Yeah. So, so that was your number three. That's my number three. Okay. Uh, my number two is Anderson Cooper. Okay. Uh, for pretty much the same reasons, except multiplied by five. I think he has the gravitas most definitely. He also does have that playful side about him. Um, he is, I mean, he's very well known. Um, I think he has that instant name recognition and he's quite the hunk. So all around ready to go. I think he's a handsome dude. He is quite right, a handsome so dude. So you're number one, my number one. And you're not going to believe this. Okay. Chris, Christian Carrion. No, don't. I would. I would. If they, wanted, if they wanted that show in the garbage. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> I would love to watch. I mean, you do a pretty good job with Jeopardy on the marathon. So obviously you should at least get an audition. Um, no, number one. See, number one is for me at this point, someone to be named later. Because I think there is someone who is better than Anderson Cooper, but I just don't know who it is right now. There is someone, I think there is someone with more more uh, name recognition. I think there is someone who kind of matches the same kind of atmosphere that Trebek puts out. Um, it's going to be someone from News. I think I think a news background is going to be vital for okay. this role because of I mean it's mostly narration um someone with maybe a a small interviewing background because they know how to move the proceedings along um I just don't know who that is quite yet all right, now I'm going to skip to the number one on my list because I only had two people on my list. Anderson okay. Cooper is number two okay. for the same reasons that you said. I think he's a handsome dude. I think he has the voice. I think he has the the charisma, all of those things. Now, my number one, I don't know if it'll fit in with what you're saying. Okay. My number one is LeVar Burton from Reading Rainbow. Now, I think... Hmm. I think LeVar Burton would hmm. be an incredible host. First of all, he already has a background in delivering information and in, in, in exciting and in a way that convinces you that he is as interested in the subject as he wants you to be. Yeah, yeah, he does. And he's already, he's already done that for a generation of kids, maybe even the same generation of kids who are now young adults, adults in general, that are watching – that mm -hmm. are watching Jeopardy. So I think that in that way, he can sort of fill the role the way Bill Nye kind of fills a role now where he taught science when you were younger, but now as you're older, he sort of reinforces it with the, the solid knowledge of what's bullshit and what isn't. You know, he knows how to talk to his class now that they've kind of grown up. Yeah. Actually, I never thought of LeVar Burton, but he kind of checks all of the all of the things, including like someone who's not a white guy, which is always exactly nice. huge so. score for people of color. Yeah, absolutely. 
So, I mean, that's I, I don't know that that will happen. I don't know that I've even heard his name mentioned, um, but that's that's who I'm holding. I hope for. Interesting. I like these thoughts. This is a very good thinky thought you have. Well, I think on that note, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we are, too. This was a solid conversation. I will I will close with this. I don't think Ken Jennings should get it. He may no. be a great contestant. It would be so weird for him to host the show. Yeah, I don't I don't think he has I don't think he has that it factor to no move a move a show along. I think he's a very nice panelist. He was very nice to talk to. Oh, let me pick up this name when I interviewed him for Buzzer Blog. Oh, got it. Here we go. Um, but I don't think he's very good at. Um, I don't think he'd be a good host. You no, don't. I don't think so either. You don't. You don't get right. It's like putting daddy's shoes on and walking <laughs> around the house. Don't do that. It, you don't. It's not like the best person at Jeopardy gets to be the host because then the host would be Watson. And, right, exactly. Well, now and hold I on. Any amount of money to see that? Yeah. Now that I think about it, hmm. Robot hosting Jeopardy. Uh, I'm here for it. And he's wheeled on at the beginning of every episode by Lavar Burton and Anderson Cooper, <laughs> just to spite us. Yeah, and then they wave and give the finger, and they walk. <laughs> so you don't see them. Ah, the uh, I like it. All right, so that's episode one of this. We're not going to, we're, I've, here are some ground rules for upcoming episodes of this. Uh, number one, we should never call it a name on the air. Um, because we'll forget it and we'll fuck it up. Right. I agree. Uh, number two, um, we should never refer to each other by our first or last names. Uh, you will be Padawan and I will be Owlman. Almonds, got it. Okay, cool. And number three, we must do the entire podcast with one pat of butter in our mouth at all times. Well, I am way ahead of you. Thanks so much.